Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a Paramount podcast. I am Mike Casaza here for the surest indication we can give you that the regular season is coming for West Virginia football. Joining me today, Chris Anderson, reviving a tradition that means a lot to me, and I'm not sure how many other people, but we're going to put together our 70-player travel roster. We've been doing this so long that the rules have changed, and like you can pretty much bring whoever you want onto a non-conference game now. Um, it's not like regular road games. like In conference, you can only have 70 for a road game. Non-conference, a little bit different, but... I find this exercise to be valuable because it really gives you an idea of, well, one, how difficult it is to make a travel roster, but two, who is prioritized, not just as a starter or like a no doubt about a person, but who has special teams value, who is there for depth, who was someone that gets a seat in the bus and a bed in the hotel because you can't function without this person. And sometimes it's not even people you think of. So it's obtuse, it's strange, it's difficult. Chris, and you and I were talking before this, um, we're going to disagree on structure, numbers, names, which we should have in no other way, but this was probably harder than I remember in other years, and I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. Yeah, it definitely felt different. I, I think I had, I can't remember what my absolute number is, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but this this felt different. I was like, I don't remember it being like this last year when I was trying to put together the 70-man roster. I'm having different conversations with myself different debates, um, different types of players that I am, you know, saying that's definitely in, that's definitely out. And maybe that's influenced by what ended up happening last year. So I guess we'll see. What we'll do is we'll go position by position. We'll take just a little bit as we go spot by spot with our absolutely list. This person is absolutely in. That's going to bring us to a certain number, 50, 55, 60, whatever. And then we're going to really kind of roll up our sleeves and discuss and debate who filled out the rest of the roster, who made up the difference between 55, 60, and the magic number of 70 here. Understanding that when we do our snap counts the day after the Penn State game, they're going to travel with more than 70 people. And I don't know, I doubt 70 people will get into the game, but it's not going to look right. However, when they play their first Big 12 road game, uh, at TCU, you're going to have that 70 in effect. So a lot of time and wiggle room here. Things will sort themselves out. We'll look foolish, I'm sure, for a variety of reasons. But the big one here being it's so early, camp hasn't even really finished yet. I mean, I guess it's done Saturday when they have their mock game. But um, those first couple of non-conference games, this is going to sort itself out. Um, so right now, let's start a quarterback. And this is where I think right away things are going to get interesting when it comes to strategy and kind of being worried in worst-case scenario situations. Obviously, you're going to bring your starting quarterback and your top backup, Garrett Green, Nico Marchio. 
I would assume you have to travel with three. I don't know, Chris, would you go with more than three? Because if something happens to Green and Markio, let's say Green gets hurt and Markio gets ejected for targeting, are you rolling with Sean Boyle? Or do you put one of the veteran people you haven't even heard of before out there? Do you even bother traveling with four? Um, I, I immediately have questions and worries about this, but I just picked three as obvious ones to start here. Green, Markio, Boyle with you on three i went back look last year we had four and and part of that was some differences in types of quarterbacks you know obviously with jt daniels being a different quarterback than green and marchio and then having that fourth quarterback be the guy that who helps signal in play calls and that's and strangely enough like you know that's part of something you have to think about when you're putting together these 70-man rosters but i think it's going to go with just three and I mean, I, I just I'm having a hard time getting to four mostly because of the guy when you're looking at four, you're just talking about walk ons at this point. There's there's only three scholarship quarterbacks in the WV football program at this moment. So I'm gonna go with three, stick with three, and feel okay with that, knowing that if, if things get really, really, really hairy, you know, they're just gonna say, Screw it, go with, you know, a running back set or even call upon, say, Rodney Gallagher, a former quarterback. Like this isn't how we wanted to get you on the field, but we're we're not traveling with four quarterbacks. Okay, so you already skipped ahead of Pager. That's fine. Um, apologies to the families of Scott Keen and Jackson Christ. Um, stay tuned. There might be a surprise if we sleep here, but we both have three no doubters. It sounds like one of us has just three in general. That's fine. Um, things again get tricky here. Let's move to running back. I'll let you go first. Who are the absolutes from that loaded running back room for you? Anderson, Donaldson, Johnson, and White in alphabetical order. I think those are the four guys, obviously, with Donaldson um, being the marquee back, Anderson and Johnson being key pieces who will get carries and who will participate on special teams, um, potentially being kick return guys. And then Neil Brown said it out loud earlier this week. He said, you know, Jaheim White stood out yet again at, during the scrimmage, and he said he's going to play this fall. It sounds like he has given them no choice but to keep him on the roster and active and ready to go. So I he he was another absolute. Cannot disagree. One person notably absent, I'm sure people are listening and wondering about, would be DJ Oliver. Doesn't mean that he doesn't make our list, but he is not an absolute in either one of our minds. Um, he might have a spot when we come back around. You have to see. And again, that's where things this gets complicated here because if you have to have him and let's say another offensive lineman, which we'll get to now, you might have to make Mr. Oliver wait and then just for another week or another matchup here. Let's move to the offensive line. No doubt picks. I have just seven. I believe they'll travel with more than seven, but I don't know who those other people would be from seven to the ultimate number I picked, which means I can't make them absolutes. But I think we'll probably agree, if not on the number, um, then certainly most of the names here too. Um, do you have seven? So I think, I think when I told you this right beforehand, I think I said I had eight. Okay. I'm looking at my list again. I was like, well, who, who is it that's different? And I don't have eight. I have seven. I forgot. I, I put them on my list in alphabetical order. So there was somebody a little higher on the list here that is not a definite. Um, and I won't mention, but um, so, yeah, I think I have seven. And I'm assuming we're going to have the same seven. The starters, which would be Wyatt Milam, Tomas Rematch, Zach Frazier. Well, we don't know here. I'm assuming Brandon Yates will be your starter based on what I heard about the scrimmage last week. But if it's not Yates, then certainly Jaquay Hubbard. So there's five. 
starting right tackle Doug Nestor, um, and then the seventh player, the second sub, Nick Malone. I am fully in agreement for for seven there. Does that alarm you, or does that align with what you think about this offensive line? When I say alarm, I say because seven is not ten, and the hype about this offensive line is that it's, and I'm not sure I believe this, but that it's going to be among the best in the Big 12, that there are so many veterans, that there is so much continuity, there are so few questions and concerns, especially when compared to the past that you think, golly, they must have two fives. Not the case, right? Right. And I think, not to go too far ahead, but I ended up with 10, and that's because I'm playing it safe mostly with with having offensive linemen and knowing that you need you know an extra one for field goals and extra points and everything, but think this goes back to what I believe it was what Neil Brown I think it was Neil Brown maybe Matt Moore maybe both of them saying you know starting to list off a couple guys like hey this guy's close and this guy needs to step it up and it's this guy's time and and, you know I posted that on our on our message board as they were saying it and people were like it's their time it's a redshirt freshman for instance it's like hey I think they're trying to say they're trying to push these guys these three guys that I, I added on later to the offensive line group to be that eighth guy. Cause I think it's, it's been something that coaches have said now and in the past of eight offensive line, get to eight. And, and right now we're only at seven. So I think they're pu- pushing and pressing for one of those next kind of tier guys step up and become that eighth one. Do you have a pick for starting right guard when the depth chart comes out on Monday? I know you have your, your two deep predictions, but have you, have you changed or are you sticking with that? So apparently you and Andrew both told me I was wrong about my pick of Hubbard. And I, I leaned Hubbard partly because, you know, I found it odd. Like in the spring with Zach Frazier out during the spring, they moved Yates to center and gave Hubbard, I don't know, I don't want to put percentages on it, but a large percentage of the reps at right guard, which was seemed to me like a pretty strong indication that, they were leaning towards Hubbard at guard, but apparently not according to what, to what you were saying, what you were reporting from camp uh, or reporting from the most recent scrimmage. So maybe it is Yates. I wasn't there, by the way, that was not me in the Penn state Jersey um, above the field, watching with my binoculars. That's just kind of some things I heard. Let's move on to receiver here. Uh, we could do tight end receivers, more fun. I just did offensive line quantity quality here. I'll give this one to you because there, again, there's a number of options, but while you want to throw in all these people, you have to remember you have to also fill the rest of your defense and special teams. So you really can't get carried away. And this is one spot where players could be valuable on special teams or they might not deliver that value. And if they're going to be the, I don't know, eighth receiver, they might not be on your absolute list. Hey, this is this is where we're different. Maybe we end up with the same number or close to it, but I did not have too many question marks about receiver, knowing that you know, I still had some room to get to 70, and I was going through the guys. I went with a full and solid and not too many debates, maybe a little debate, of 10 receivers. Automatics. Automatics. Yep. Not, not no, no one on this list of 10 do I have highlighted. Wow. Okay. Um, hit me, because I imagine that your 7 will be my 7. I'm curious who your plus 3 are. All right, so this is going in alphabetical order. Jeremiah Aaron, Cortez Braham, Devin Carter, 
Preston Fox, Rodney Gallagher, EJ Horton, Grayson Malashevich, uh, Noah Massey, Jay Sean Pope, and Traylon Ray. Okay. Um, I fudge things here a little bit. So I do have eight um, because I have Malashevich, but I don't have him as a receiver. I have him as the yeah, holder. Special teams only. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know fine. that he's going to play receiver right now. But yeah, you know what? If you got to give him, if he's going into a room, um, he fits better in the receiver room than the holder room for sure. So give me Carter. Uh, this is not alphabetical. I'm just going to the top of my head. Carter, Bram, Fox, Ray, Gallagher, Polk, Aaron, Malashevich. You got Massey and Ray. Not that those are our difference. I have Ray. Oh, Massey and I do not have Massey. I do not have Horton. Ah, okay. But maybe I will. Got it. So like okay. that's the guys who definitely get on my bus right now. Those eight right there for sure. Um, okay. I think either way, your number or my number is probably okay. I'm not sure they'll use 10 in a game. I'm not sure they'll use 8 in a game, but if something happens, they have some depth there. And again, some of those players can help on special teams in different ways. So that's not a bad thing. Not just a holder or a turn man. Um, there might be some people who are covering puns or something along those lines. Moving along. Tight end. Mm-hmm. I have four. I have Cole Taylor. Oh, oh. Cole Taylor. Traylon Davis. Victor Wickstrom. Will Dixon. And... I don't want to put Dixon in, but I just can't believe that they're going to try to play two tight ends and only travel with three. I think that there's maybe a way around that. And if you don't like Dixon, you could do some things again with a backfield here that we get to. If that number ends up being three, I wouldn't be shocked or even alarmed because I don't think it's that significant. But just the, the difference between Dixon and Wickstrom as far as height, strength, speed, ability is it's not the same. But, like, Dixon is more Taylor. Wickstrom is more Davis. It kind of gives you a comp between two sets of two. If they want to run double tights, that's fine. I also think if they lose Traylon Davis or Cole Taylor in a game, they're not going to do 12 personnel. So this might be moot anyways. But even as these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm kind of regretting it. If I have to come back and, and revisit this the night before we travel, maybe I do. But I have four tight ends. By the ooh you gave me, I'm going to assume that you disagree. I'm looking at this spot right now, and I I have two, uh, Davis and Taylor. Um, I, I I partly because of something you just said a moment ago, which was if one or both of those guys gets banged up or needs to go to the sideline, whatever it is, I think they scrap the twelve personnel look. I don't think they go into it. Um, and if there is a certain passing package that calls upon a tight end, they could even turn to to a guy like Noah Massey who. While listed as a wide receiver, he is a big-bodied receiver that plays on the interior and I think could fill that role in a pinch if they need be. So I only had two definites. Now, not to get too far ahead of uh, what we're doing here, but, yeah, I considered a third and, and considered, old, considered several different people for it, including a potential fullback um, to fill that role, fill some versatility roles. So it, it's we're not that far off, but I only had two definites. So here's what you've done to me, Chris, because you always make fun of me and my like neuroses about special teams and tight ends. Um, and I've tried really hard not to write or talk about tight ends this year. I've reached the end of my rope and it's going to happen this week. But I do believe they're going to play 12 personnel. And like if they went 13 at sometimes, I would be like, oh, that makes sense. But I think that they really do believe in their 12. And then I started to think about 
so on and so forth. What can I do? And then I just backed away from my computer and said, go walk the dog and then come back because you're too down the rabbit hole now. But as I'm sitting here now, and especially with the Massey idea that you just you just brought out there, that, that stuck in my head for a little bit when it first happened. And I was thinking, well, I can supplement one for the other. And again, if they don't have a tight end that's part of their 12, then they just won't do it. Or they can find a way around it. And like, I'm regretting this right now. Like I said, when the words were coming out of my mouth um, previously, it just didn't make as much sense. But I'm, I'm going to stick with it here. I, I would not be surprised if this ends up with three and Dixon stays home. And in fact, I suspect that might happen, which means what the heck are you doing, Mike? But uh that's that's the names i put in the paper and again if i had to fix this before bed check the night before we left maybe i would so offensively for me i have 25 slash 26 if you count grayson malashevich uh do you have your tally from offense only Let's see 30 but 20 26 definites okay so we're on the same page there that's good Move on to the defensive line here. Um, end, nose, tackle. We're not going to break them up into those three, but we'll just go one position here. Defensive line. Um, I hand it off to you. You lead off. I this I feel like I kind of did the same thing with defensive line as I did with wide receiver. And maybe this is part of, hey, there's always going to be this big rotation at both of these two positions um, where they want to get guys out there. They want to keep them fresh. They're going to try different spots, uh, try different um combinations and also partly because who's the backups who is in the rotation it's unclear and maybe that's why i took the same approach and just said i got 11 definites i got 11 total and they're all definite and i think you're just bringing these big bodies and figuring it out as it goes is that too too loose with it um i went with nine so okay you're okay not that far off no and like we might have there, there's an asterisk for me which i'll get to but i did go with nine okay so looking at mine going in alphabetical order dudley durajaye hawkins lawton lockhart martin mulba russell simmons thornton and Vesteranen with the understanding that, you know, Asani Redwood, I'm assuming, I, I believe they said, you know, he's going to be out for the season opener. Mm-hmm. So I, he would probably be on that list if he were back and healthy, but right now it's not. All right. I don't want to embarrass you. I believe Dudley's abandoned now. And I also believe he's coming off of surgery and he hasn't done much if he's done anything. I know when we saw him earlier, he was in green doing some some small conditioning stuff to the side. So he's not in red. So he's out. I believe he's abandoned and I'm not sure he'll play. I don't have him, period. So that's okay. not a concern. Okay. Like that's a guy at a position that may have a number crunch, but also he may be good enough to be out there too. Uh and I did not include Redwood because I don't think he'll be available for quite some time. And the fact that they're talking about, you know, if we have to, we can redshirt him makes me think that, like, he's probably out of sight, out of mind. So I don't have him involved in this at all. Could he be ready by the time they go to TCU? For sure. I'm not sure he'll be in my conversation here. Um, For me, um, again, you did this alphabetically. I just kind of went positional or who seemed obvious to me to make the obvious, the absolutes, obvious and absolute. Uh, Sean Martin, Michael Lockhart, Edward Vesteranen, Davon Hawkins, Fatorma Moba, Jalen Thornton. Hammond Russell, Tomiwa Durajaye, and Torres Simmons. Nine. And again, like, 
I'm not sure Simmons is going to play a lot of defensive end, but I know that guy's going to play special teams. I'm not sure that Durajayi is going to play, but they really like him. I think they'd want to get him out there. Can he play against Penn State and that tackle who's going to be in the NFL in the first game of the season? I don't know, but like if things happen on you know a warm night, Labor Day weekend, perhaps he's in for a series or something like that. Maybe he's playing in the first half so that Sean Martin, who probably doesn't have a lot of gas in the tank because he hasn't been full go of the full camp, if he needs a break or if he just can't make it to the game, then you have to have that body. So a bit of um strategy there, but also like y- you got to play Durajai because he redshirted last year. And, you know, what's he going to do good for you if you brought in this transfer you really like and you don't play him or travel him. So um, I did have questions. Initially, I had seven, but I added Durajai and Simmons because I think that they like Simmons at end, but also he's going to play special teams too. So you have a solid, you have nine definites and potentially more or just nine total? I have nine and nine, so I don't have anybody backfilling okay. on the second round here. And like I said, Simmons might have been that guy or Durajai might have been that person. But, you know, just seven doesn't seem like it's very comfortable for me. I can't believe they would travel with just seven. And the fact that you have a plus one with Durajai and that Simmons gives you special team value, I thought that those are both kind of obvious picks for me. All right. So the one guy I had you didn't was Lawton, right? Where do you put him? I haven't seen him play. I know they wanted to give him a run in practice. Um, I'll say this. I saw him, I referenced this a couple times in the boards and in stories. I saw them do something very interesting defensively one day when we were supposed to be walking out and not reporting on it. Very interesting. Which made me think they were working on it. I don't know if he was the person that they were doing it with. I don't know if they were trying to give the offense a look, but that's about the only time I've noticed him. Um, I was like, wait a minute, who's 99? one day and he was hitting the the tackling sleds and I was like who's that guy he looks pretty good and I was like oh it's like Lawton. forgot about him but here's a guy who hadn't played college football before um does he get he's a nose right or is he a tackle see a nose and a tackle I'm not sure but like I don't know that he's there yet where he can play but listen that may be one of those things where we're surprised about we may look out in the field in the second quarter on September 2nd and there he is right in the middle of the defensive line so um nothing wrong with that pick at all I just I just didn't have the faith to put him on that list yet let me let me put this in my notes. If you forget that the guy is on the team, not good to have on travel roster. Got it. All right. I don't have a lot of rules in life, but that's kind of one. <laughs> uh, let's go linebacker here. Um, I don't I don't know how you can't arrive at a certain number here because I don't know that there's any other way around it because they don't have a lot of guys. But yeah, I have. Wait a minute. This is your no. This is my list. Okay, I have go six. Ahead. I have six. Um, and I'm not sure about one of them, but I don't know how they could travel without him. And I don't know that they actually have many more linebackers to use, but my six are Lee Coba, Tyreek Austin Cave, Caden Beiser, Trey Lathan, Jaido Fabris, and Ben Cutter. I'm just counting the Mikes and the Wills. Um, I don't know who coaches the Spears because for a while I was under the impression that it was Dante Wright. Turns out it's not him. Uh, Jeff Coons never talks about him. Uh, Jordan Leslie, I don't know if he's the defensive coordinator who talks about the Spears or if he actually coaches the Bandits and the Spears. I don't know if it's the cornerbacks coach, but I can't count him as a linebacker. Um, another rule, if I can't tell you who your coach is, then I can't call you a linebacker either. It's a pretty good rule. That's a pretty good rule, and I have the same six for the Mike and Will spots. Do, do you have How many do you have for Bandit? Three. Same. Well. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. I got two definites. You're iffy unheard. 
I am. I, and, and it pains me. I mean, I think I was like, I was the conductor of the herd hype train. And I mean, I got there pretty quick. Let's put it this way. I think when we were talking total numbers of the definites, I had 60, I think is where I, now that I've corrected the Dudley thing, 60 and herd was like 61. So it wasn't that big of a debate, but I just wanted to be sure. But yeah, he's on there. To be clear, Jared Bartlett, Tyron Bradley, James Hurd. And we're pausing on Hurd because of Neil Brown pausing on Hurd the other day and saying, hmm, yeah, he's got a chance. I don't know if that was sandbagging us or if Hurd just hasn't gotten to where they wanted to be yet. But another part of this, too, is is it's if they're on the field a lot playing defense that night and Bartlett needs a break and something happens to Bradley or if they just need something different speed to get around that tackle I don't know but he's a different person than Bradley and Bartlett a little bit more speed raw maybe doesn't know what the heck he's doing but if they can just throw him out there and give it a shot maybe something works but if they need him you really want to have a third one too um would you add Dudley here as a fourth or were you using Dudley as I think he's a defensive lineman and I'm going to put him here because uh, I, I would keep him off I mean if he's not healthy then I'm going to keep him off um because yeah I, I just throw him in the same kind of boat as Sonny Redwood and I've already I've already know I already know where I'm adding back somebody and obviously they're going to be a uh, last minute addition so they're not part of my definites but I'm back up to 70 already all right then let's go to Spear your turn all right I got three okay yeah is that right is that where you're at I am who's your third is what I'm curious about but I think I know who your first two are um, what I got Collins, Dixon, and why do I have McLaurin here again? Right. Well, he may start at Spear, so that's a yeah. Good I was gonna say those are the three I think I have written down. Those are the three I have written down. I just want to make sure I got the right three. Okay. Don't disagree. Collins seems like he's a guy that is maybe in the the herd part of it, where if, the, if something happens, they need something different. He's saying, but I would suspect that McLaurin and Dixon, one starts, one backs up. They soak up most of the snaps there. We're getting through the uh, the easy ones here. Let's go to probably some more easy ones. Let's go to cornerback. All right. Um, five definites. Same. Miller, Ruffin, Wilson Lamp, Spells, Bishop. There's not even like a lot of other candidates for those spots. It's pretty much the five that they talked about. They don't have a lot more on the roster. Certainly no one that they trust right now. That certainly is your five, correct? That would be the five. Okay. Similar situation, free and cat. This is an evolving story because Dante Wright may or may not have let a cat out of the bag. But let's just talk as the air quotes here, safety position. There's two. We'll just talk about one. Five, I'm guessing. And, and who are your five? Or do you have more or less? Yeah, no, I had four. But I mean, again, pretty quickly came back to five with the fifth being Christian Stokes. I'm assuming those are the five that uh, Burks, Cobb, Floyd, Anthony Wilson, and Stokes. Stokes is a spear. You're killing me, Mike. I, I see this is why I don't like to put the safeties and spears into different spots. Late move in camp, according to Dante Wright, um, because he's better at being told what to do as opposed to telling people what to do. They moved in closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, I couldn't put him in above Collins if he's new to the spot. Um my five, that would be Burks, Floyd, Wilson, Cobb, 
and Avery Wilcox, who may not play. Dante Wright says that he's got five that he feels like he could get out of a game with. Wilcox would be the fifth, but that's a guy who's going to play special teams too. So he gets in as an absolute for me, even though probably won't play much, if any, safety on the first game of the season or many games this season too. Wasn't wasn't one of my absolutes, um, but maybe yeah, on that list eventually. Okay. Yeah. Finally, we can just kind of zip through these here and tell me if you have anything different. But I have two kickers, two punters. Sorry, two long snappers. I also have a holder that we talked about that being Grayson Malashevich. But oh my god, two, two, and two for the three specialist spots. And again, judging by your reaction, you probably don't have that. Can't believe you're getting to double digit. Special teams, guys, too. It's going to be amazing. Mike, you're kicking, right? Mike, this is going to be painful because I think we're not even we're not even going to have the same specialists here, and I'm going to end up with at least six, okay. and we may not even have the same guys. Okay, well, let's go. Uh, kicker, I got I got King and Hayes both. Okay. Yes, punter. I had straw and I said Bechtel too. I it, not definites uh, on, on Bechtel, but um, because my thought process of why he wasn't a definite was if you're really having to get down to seventy, um, Hayes has been a punter before King, uh, not at WVU, but was also a decent punter. Um, so I think you know worst case scenario you can get by with just straw, but I did. Again, not a definite, but eventually added Bechtel as well. He can't. Neil Brown will not stop talking about Bechtel. I'm like, I, is this... I can't shake that. It's a lot of a lot of punting talk from Neil Brown for a backup punter. I'm like, a is lot. this a, a type of bourbon I've never heard about before? What is Bechtel? Does it have like the horse on the on the cap? Like, what is it? But no, that's the punter that they like. Um, so yeah, I have him on the team. He's going to make the travel roster. Long snapper. Uh, I have two: Austin Brinkman, McGuire Moss. Are you ready for McGuire Moss, Chris? I I did not. So I so you just went two four six. You have six specialists, right? And not counting um, Malashevich as a holder. Correct. He is my holder, though. And then if not, like I'm not going to put my back up. But Straw will be your second holder. And if things get crazy, Garrett Green. But that's just one spot. Right. I have Malashevich. Um. So I guess technically I have seven if we're going to count Grayson as a special teamer, because but one, I don't have McGuire Moss. I'm off the board, and and I, I I'm fully prepared now, because I mean these this guy rarely gets mentioned anyway, um, but he is officially on the roster. So I'm now I'm preparing myself for you to be like, actually, Chris, he's not even on the team anymore. But I didn't know where to slot him as far as positions go. But Anthony Del Negro was brought here for special teams work. He's been an integral part of multiple special teams. And so I just kind of threw him in the special teams group. Mike, is he still on the roster? He is. He's in the fullback tight end room now, too, by the way. Okay. Did you, am I jumping the gun? Is he on your 70-man travel roster? Because he is my sixth specialist. Del Seven, Fuego. Of course, he's on my, of course he's on my team. Yeah, he, he's on there. Um, he made it because that dude can rush the punter and, and can play that front line on the punt block, uh, punt return team. I, I, he's a value guy. Um, I think they moved him to fullback tight end to maybe they catch fire there who knows but um i did have a pause about mcguire moss because leighton bechtel three fingers of bechtel was their long snapper backup last year if you'll remember and i'm thinking wait a minute could he do that again but they said no he's not snapping anymore because mcguire moss redshirted he's ready to go i just think you have to have two 
So um, I think you might hear more about Dunlager in a second here. Um, but I probably gave it away a little bit. But uh, let's wrap up our um defense here. I am now at sixty three. That means I have seven spots left. Your count? I had I had I'm counting them up because I remember I had to change mine because of the deadly thing. So I have sixty definites, and and I've already mentioned a couple of my you know, second time around additions to round out the 70. So I got 60 definites. Okay. See, I got a little bit confused on something. Not confused, but I talked myself into a Will Dixon, and maybe that makes me at 62 instead of 63, but I talked myself into him, but I also have a workaround there too. Um, so that's where we are after our offense, defense, and special teams. Let's come back here now and go through our second wave and fill out our 70. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's how we'll do it, Chris. We'll go through the positions again quickly, and then when we hit a spot where we have an addition, we'll press pause, and we'll talk about who we added and why. Sound good? Works for me. Let's go to quarterback. Do you have a fourth quarterback? I thought about it. I was tempted, but I did not. Yes, it came close. I thought about the old guy with the wristband signaling in plays, but for the life of me, I cannot figure out why you can't teach Sean Boyle to do that or why you can't teach your ninth or tenth receiver to do that. Maybe not a receiver, but I just couldn't bring myself to that, so I do not have an extra one. Here's a here's we might actually have our first debate. Because we have not mentioned DJ Oliver, um, there are ways to actually use the running back position to supplement other spots. If you get into a certain player who is from um, a certain high school in Morgantown, we'll see. But running backs, I had four. You had four. We had the same ones. Neither one of us had Judah Price. Neither one of us had DJ Oliver. Neither one of us had Colin McBee, who is kind of a fullback who can run the ball. Do you have any additions here? Did not. Okay. Offensive line. I had oh, you didn't either. I did not. I did not get yeah. DJ yeah. Oliver on the bus yet because um gotta see it first. I don't think he is CJ Donaldson quite yet. Um thought about McBee because they might want to use that 
fullback spot. I'm not sure that he's there yet. We'll see. I know that they hand him the ball every now and then too, but I can't believe he's going to get carries before those other four individuals, unless those four go off the field, in which case just forfeit the game. Offensive line. I had seven. I believe you had seven as well. Correct. But With, you got to 10, correct? I did. Did you get to 10? So did I. Who were your additions to get to 10? Sully Weedman, Bryce Biggs, and Maurice Hamilton. And it pained me not to do Johnny Williams. Okay. Um, Bryce Biggs, because he can play the guard. Landon right. Livingston, because he could play center if things go haywire. He's also an inside guy if you really have to scrape the barrel. And then I got Johnny Williams because I think he's probably the next best tackle that isn't on that top seven or eight group. We got eight the same and two different. Is that right? Am I reading yeah, that right? And, and again, like they like your two guys that I didn't mention, but that doesn't mean that either one of us is right or wrong. This probably is academic. It won't matter. But um, the difference between their eight, nine, 10, 11 is probably not huge just not quite close enough to be in their top seven right now. I think their goal for them is to get, like you said, an eighth, maybe ninth, a no doubt tenth. Who is that going to be? That could change a lot in the beginning of the year. We'll see. But the closer they get to eight or nine, the better they're going to be. Yeah, I think I I was with you. Like Some of the comments that Neil Brown's made, Matt Moore's made, and it, it pained me not to put Johnny Williams in because I feel like maybe, you know, he's impressed or we've heard we've heard more about him than, than some of these other backup uh, offensive linemen, the other, the others that we're discussing here. But in my mind, and the reason, the only reason I didn't put him on there, because I, I debated between him and Mo Hamilton for my 10th offensive lineman. And I thought to myself, if Doug Nestor or Wyatt Milam go down, is Johnny Williams going to play tackle? And my answer was no. First, they would obviously turn to Nick Malone. He he was part both part of both of our definites. Second, even if both of them, if Nick Malone went down, I still don't think they'd go to him because I think they would then push Yates or Hubbard out to tackle. So then I'm like, all right, now we're getting down a ways, and and that was where I talked myself out of it. But again, it was it was paining me not to put Williams in there because of what we've heard about him so far. Yeah, I'm with you. It's probably not going to matter. And if things get that bad, then you're you're in a pickle anyways. But I think they would do a whole lot of maneuvering. And further, for example, for me, um, yeah, I have like a third center, right? But if something happens to Frazier, I mean, are they going to put Livingston in? No, they're going to put Yates in. They're going to put Nestor in. They're going to put Hubbard in. It'll be a long time. But like, I don't know, like coaches are kind of strange. Sometimes they want that. But also I think that like sometimes we're too linear about these things. And like if they're... I don't think they need an extra center, an extra guard, an extra tackle. So maybe it isn't Livingston. Like, for example, I think Sullivan Weedman is probably, like, maybe their ninth best lineman. Like, I think Bryce Biggs is probably eight. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think those are the two guys. That's the guy that we probably heard the most about positively from the coaching staff is, like, the eighth guy. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably was a bit too linear in my thinking, and I was just trying to go back up. Give me an extra center, an extra guard, an extra tackle, where if things get scattered, they're not going to do that. So, like, if if you told me that, for example, um, Landon Livingston didn't get to go and Sullivan Weedman did, I'd be okay with that. It would make a lot of sense if you said the same thing. Like, you know what? We couldn't put true freshman Johnny Williams out there on the island in the first game of the year. Well, it's probably not going to get there, but if things did, they'd probably feel a lot better with Mo Hamilton. But 
I was thinking about how like effusive they were in their praise of Williams and what do they say about Mo Hamilton? Hurry up. It's your time. Gotta be sooner than later, right? So that that kind of stuck with me a little bit there too. From offensive line, we go to receiver. We had a variation here. You had 10, no doubt, right? I had uh, correct. Yeah. I had seven. We counted eight with Malashevich. Well, that means I'm at let's see. Uh, one, two, I'm at eleven now if you count Malashevich, because I will add Jarrell Williams, who has been, I think, one of their surprises. I'm not sure he's one of their best receivers, but they've been really happy with him. I think he can they maybe found a way to use him on special teams too. I'm adding EJ Horton because that dude's way too fast and you cannot keep that in your pocket. I'm also pocketing. Something that Bilal Marshall, excuse me, Bilal Marshall said the other day that on Saturday you'll see somebody out there who's flying and we're not going to name who it is. Uh, probably Horton because he's a 4-4 guy. And then because of my conundrum that I kind of got tripped up in before with tight end, I did bring Massey, which means like I have probably overcompensated at tight end with my receivers now, but that's the problem I got myself into. And you think I'm a veteran at this. I'm not. I still make mistakes, but... 10 receivers, 11 if you count Grayson Malashevich. I don't think he's going to play receiver this year. He's actually a holder, but if you got to put him in a room, you put him there. So I'm at 11 receivers now. Uh, so we, we're basically on the same page other than I just didn't I just didn't have Williams, and that's nothing against Williams. I just had to fill in some other spots. And I, I think if you're getting down to this 8, 9, 10, I was a little concerned about, you know, being able to do other things on the team as well, playing special teams, return men all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. And then there there's basically one, two, four, six. I had eight other guys. Like, you know, we, we talked about this, how we we went through, made a definite list, and then had a secondary list, which we then pulled from to finish out and get to 70. I mean, all these guys that you're mentioning obviously are in that next six. Like, you know, there might 76 or 78 that I'm considering here. So it's not like we're wildly disagreeing. Yeah. And again, you know, if you're getting into some of these spots, but okay, does this 10th or 11th person deserve it? Like CJ Cole played last year on special teams and Hudson Clement has made them very happy. They think that he has a spot and a role and that he's going to be a guy soon. I just can't put them there yet. And Cole is a guy who was maybe displaced because of the amount of talent they have brought in from the transfer portal from the freshman class, but also people like Williams who have just gotten better. Um, it kind of has to push some people to the side and he would, unfortunately for Cole, be one of them. Um, that would bring us to tight end, correct? Correct. Did you add to it? I can't possibly add any more tight ends, so I did not. I did. I went from two to three, and this was probably the most difficult decision as far as like head-to-head matchups at the same spot. Mostly, and, and again, you probably have a clearer picture of this than I do since you're there seeing it, but I wanted a third one, and I debated Wickstrom or Dixon, basically whoever's ahead there, um, and then had them against Luke Hamilton. Again, I don't know how much Hamilton's been involved, if anything, but transfer fullback, maybe, I don't know, whatever, not too big on it. And I eventually settled on Wickstrom. Is Would you say he's ahead or behind a Dixon or different? Just just different. Than- better be ahead. He's been here for a while, and Dixon's <laughs> just kind of getting, you know, he's starting his second year now. So, I mean, if you had to pick one or the other, probably him, and he can do a little bit more physically, I think. Um, listen, I'm probably regretting my Dixon decision because I do have a hard spot to to fit at the end here. I came to 70, 71 that I'll get to. But, like, if he doesn't make it and he's sitting home, that probably wouldn't surprise me too. Uh, I lied. I forgot. Del Negro does make it as my fullback tight end group. He's a fullback tight end, but he's not going to play. 
Um, but I have him in because I just think he's valuable on special teams. He can do some things and he can he can take the load off of linebackers or even safeties or tight ends for that matter and, and do some stuff on special teams that can help. That rounds out our offense, correct? Let's that go. Is correct. Let's go to defense here. Um, I don't add any more defensive linemen. Like I said, I was close before. I had seven. I added two more to make it nine because I thought those two guys deserve it. I don't have anyone else to draw from here. I mean, there's two more I thought about. I just didn't use. That would be Zyke Lawton and starting to get some uh, Corey McIntyre Jr. buzz, Chris. I wouldn't be shocked if he's a factor, at least in four games this year, if he's not playing some, you know, some Big 12 competition. Certainly he'll play the Duquesne game, but he's made some moves toward the end here. They kind of like him at defensive tackle, um, athletic, but also big. But I just don't have him making this trip, even though he probably will travel to Penn State, but that's because they can exceed 70. I don't have him on a top 70. I'm with you. He was in that, you know, next eight to 10 or so. But I, I talked to him. I was a late arrival freshman, probably not going to make an impact. So I wasn't ready to go there. I, again, I already had Lawton. So I was already at 10. And no, I did not add anyone else on defensive line. All right. Can I be honest with you? Um, I'm not adding any linebackers, any corners, any safeties, because as we went over before, like I only think that there's six linebackers. I only think that there's five safeties. I only think there's five corners. And then, you know, I have a decision to make it spear Christian soaks. Maybe I don't have him above Raleigh Collins. I don't think they need four. And I think you can probably supplement Stokes on special teams in different ways. And then Bandit, like I just, I just, I like Braden Dudley. I think it's probably a good move for him because he might not be suited to be a hand on the ground defensive line guy. Um, even if he is ready, I don't think he makes a trip this year. So, to be perfectly honest, Chris, I don't have any more additions on this side of the ball or even special teams. So, I'm done. Now, like I said, I had I had heard as essentially my first new addition. We already discussed him. He's in there. Um, Wilcox was another one that was pretty quickly on there for me. Stokes, I did put in as an addition. Mm-hmm. And one more. And this was a pure, and I hate doing this, but it, he was essentially my last pick. Quay Cyrus, safety. I get it. He's a walk on. I get it. You know, he's probably, he's not going to play on defense, but I was looking for more special teams guys. And, and, that was where I went because I just I feel like I, I felt like I was lacking in the numbers game as far as corners and safeties go. I, I probably should have gone back and looked at our travel rosters from previous years, but it felt like, you know, you count safety, spear, corner. All of those spots, there's five spots on the field, and, and those spots typically fill up a lot of special teams work as well. And without Cyrus. And but including Stokes and Wilcox, you're only at 14, and that just feels really light numbers wise to me. And, and that's how I ended up settling on him as literally my last guy in the roster. Yeah, so I had similar thoughts about that, and Stokes would have been the one I added. But like I said, I think that I can probably rig some ways to do it. But what's going to be interesting is when we do see them play Penn State, we're going to look at who played. It's not going to be 70, and they're going to get to I don't know. 58, 62, something like that. But someone like a Cyrus or, you know, a Josiah Jackson or Jordan Jackson is going to play maybe and we'll be surprised. Like, where did he play? I don't remember him on defense, but he probably filled a spot on special teams so that a Malachi Ruffin or a Aubrey Burks doesn't have to have that rep or those reps. And that's kind of valuable, which was what makes this exercise so tricky. You have to think that way, not in excess of 70, which is going to make these decisions easier for the first game, but Somebody in that group of 75, 90 players that they bring 
they're going to be on the field among those 58, 62 that actually play. And they're going to be part of the process going forward because the coaches have figured out a way to steal somebody some breaks, some some rest, and rather than give them extra reps on special teams. And that's a good one there too. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. And, and if, if it's like a Jackson or a Cyrus or something like that or a Stokes, that's what they're doing there. That's what they're thinking. Um, any close calls for you? I'll, I'll give you mine. The Dixon one sticks with me. And I, I mean, I could talk myself out of it just as easily now. But again, I do believe in their 12 personnel and then not wanting to have to back out of their game plan because of an injury or a cramp or something like that. But, um, you know, I did go with Anthony Del Negro. And if I don't do one or the other Dixon or Del Negro, I would probably get in Luke Hamilton and or Colin McBee. Because what happens, Chris, when it's third and one from like the Penn State 41 with four minutes left in the game and they're down by, I don't know, 10, they're down by six and they can't punt it and they got to go. And do you, do you ram it ahead with a fullback or do you drop back in the shotgun and hope that you can zone read it for a first down? Uh, what happens if it's second and goal from the one? Penn State's huge. Do you put Traylon Davis as your fullback? Do you run with like, the offline fullback who's going to sweep across and, and block in the line. I don't know, but I really wonder, and I have not seen this in camp, so I don't know, but I wonder if they have a a sniffer. Like, do they have somebody who, who was in between the running back and the tailback for, like, under center short yarded stuff? And if they do, then one of those guys has to make it, which means that I would bump out, you know, maybe Dixon, maybe – I'm not bumping out Del Negro. I'd probably bump out Dixon and put in a Luke Hamilton or a Colin McBee. Um, can't take away both Dixon and Del Negro, but if I had to knock out one of them, I'd probably put in Luke Hamilton and then McBee. Um, but I just didn't get there. That's the one thing I think about. I'm with you on that. Again, that was the, the Hamilton part. You wanted more true fullback body. I couldn't talk myself into a fourth tight end slash fullback unless you want to count Del Negro um, as one of those. Uh, but looking at my list, counting out the numbers, you know, I had I had 60 definites, and then I had 20 other guys to fill 10 spots. And we obviously filled 10. And of the 10 that I left out, you picked five of them. We'll go over our differences in a minute, but there's those five. And, yeah, um, a couple of them were the wide receivers that we've mentioned, uh, Drill Williams, C.J. Cole, Hudson Clement. Um the debate about the tight end fullback with Hamilton and Dixon. Um, Dudley, I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we edited out the part where I say he was on the team um, or in the mix, but he would be considered, I guess. And and uh, Orion Fisher, I know there hasn't been that much talk about him, but he's bulked up and I, I thought maybe as a different body type, but I, mean, I never really seriously considered him. Uh, Livingston and Williams, the offensive lineman that you, got, you, you had, I just had just off. And Maguire Moss, again, long snapper. I, I couldn't talk myself into taking on second long snapper, but I also couldn't get it out of my head that I heard the head coach of a football team mention not once but twice a backup long snapper um, in a press conference. So seems it's hard to shake out of my brain. Um, one more before we go here to who is a out-of-the-blue name for someone who pops up in the field and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't hear that on Mike and Chris's podcast. I haven't read anything about him. None of the coaches have mentioned him. Who was a guy that fits that profile? I'm not saying you will see him, but if there is a, oh, wow, moment in state college, who is it? Hmm. You, 
you, you have me absolutely stumped because I'm pretty sure we've named like 104 different guys right now. So if, we, if it's not out of somebody that we've mentioned, it would kind of blow my mind. But man, I, I do feel like that, that fullback thing could be interesting. You know, you mentioned McBee, we mentioned Hamilton. So we've already mentioned them, but that's just one of those spots that could kind of just appear and and be at a very critical part of the game and very critical plays that just aren't going to get a lot of attention prior to that. Is, is Do you have somebody out of like the, what, the, the remaining 15 players <laughs> on the roster that we haven't mentioned? Of course I do. My question this has been my wheelhouse too. Um, wouldn't Noah Bram profile like, like they, they, I mean, when he signed, they said he's going to be a really good special teams player for us, which seems like an extremely low bar, low ceiling, right? But he's 6'3, 240. Like, could he be H back kind of type? And, and also, like, would he be a guy that just is out there on special teams doing stuff? That'd be one. And then I don't know why, but I just watched this guy a couple times. He's like physically, he's different than people in his class. He's also a newcomer on campus. But Tyler Kane is a guy that they were kind of excited about, correct? When they got him, it was like, oh, this is like a nice little piece. And I wonder if he can't do some things that a linebacker might do on special teams that that linebacker doesn't have to do on special teams. And all of a sudden, he's stealing reps for, you know, it could be Ben Cutter. It could be Jairo who's going to play a lot of special teams. It could be Lee Koba. Rather than having those guys rev their engine on punt or kickoff, maybe that's a guy that fills in like that. We're looking out there going, oh, yeah, Kane, I remember him, but. You're right. We've mentioned so many people that those are about two of the only names we haven't mentioned yet. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be expecting it, but I wouldn't be shocked if one of those guys out there just in token, you know, we brought 95 guys action. So are you ready for our differences? Let's I got go. them listed. We, we had five different okay. out of 70 people. We had 65 the same. Um, of the five different, we really, really went head to head on a, a position in the two O-line spots. You went Livingston Williams. I went Hamilton Weedman. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, basically you went offense, special teams, and I went, uh, well, you went offense and an extra long snapper, and I went defense and an extra coverage guy because uh, you went Will Dixon, Jarrell Williams, McGuire Moss. I went Zyke Lawton, Christian Stokes, and Quay Cyrus. Okay. Those were the five differences between our two travel rosters right there. It's pretty remarkable, actually, because they I think they have a probably their most vast roster they can choose from. And and to have so many narrowed down and that 65 is pretty good there, too. Um, so that's that's interesting. It may be promising for, for us, maybe not for them, but we'll see. Uh, finally, and then we can go. Who's the one person that is going to make people slap their desks and crack their knuckles and fire off a comment? telling us how misinformed we are because there's an obvious one to me and I wonder if there maybe isn't another one. What that we left off? Mm-hmm. And we're not counting Asani Redwood. If he's healthy, he's going to be on that list. But who's the person that we left off that's just going to upset people? Like, wait a minute, we've been sold a bill of goods here. You told us this guy was awesome and he's not on your travel roster and he's not. But we did not mention it. We mentioned him, but he, we did not include him. And he's not even like one of those guys we thought about. And we, we, like I said, that we just mentioned as who was close. But it's an obvious candidate to me. Is it? It's not obvious to you. Oh, I thought we were. I was just hoping there were still some more people out there listening that uh, thought Braden Dudley was healthy and playing defensive line mm-hmm. again, and they <laughs> might feel the same way. 
Um, I'm assuming you're leaning towards a freshman. Correct. Okay. Freshman. A lot of ink expecting. at the start of camp. I, uh, you, you're, you're blowing my mind here. Who is it? I think people are going to wonder what has become of DJ Oliver. Like, wait a minute, does he stink? He does not stink. I just don't know that he's there yet. Also, he wore green for a couple of days toward the middle part, middle end of practice, and maybe he's not quite in shape yet and or where he needs to be, but didn't have him, didn't really get close to me. Don't be upset about the future of DJ Oliver because we don't have him on our travel roster. I think he'll travel to Penn State. I'm not sure he's a 70 guy right now, though. Let me put the again. I, I it didn't even cross my mind because it, for everybody, it, the fifth running back, folks. Okay, fifth running back. Think back to last year with the talent that they had at the running back room and all the injuries they faced and how they had to kind of rotate through running backs. How many running backs do you think carried the ball last year, Mike? Four, right? Four. Yeah. Four running backs carried the ball last year. So. I don't know, you know, for those listening, don't go expecting a fifth one to travel because even with all the injuries, all the bouncing around, all the switching back and forth, four running backs touched the ball last year. So mm-hmm. four is the right number. They also went into a game with three on the travel roster and came out with one. So they might want to think about their losses sometime in the future here too. I'm not sure, but just don't see that being a problem right now. All right. Well, there we have it, Chris. Once again, we've uh, done the hard work for West Virginia. They can – do the seating assignments on the bus and the roommate assignments for the hotel based on our uh, travel roster there. And and if they want to, they can just play it forward to the TCU game too, because again, we've answered all the questions. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, We do good work. The best work. We'll keep doing work here. A lot going on this weekend here. Big scrimmage, excuse me, big mock game on Saturday. Um, try to get details. Maybe not. And then Monday begin full week interviews with the head coach, coordinators, players, all of our previews, um, the typical, like I said, typical cycle that we talked about earlier in the week, but also some new things that will break out as we get closer to the Penn State game. Um, I have little more to add here. How about you? That's it. I think we have talked long enough about our fictitious travel roster that won't come to fruition for at least another month. Timing is everything. It, it pains me these non-conference rules about travel rosters. Cause this is, I love this exercise. I, I, I'm that guy that gets like Madden on, you know, the PlayStation and plays franchise mode all the time and wants to build teams, put rosters together, players, figure all that stuff out. But I love this stuff. And it pained me that you and I discussed doing this. And then, I mean, we knew it, but yeah, just like as, as we were discussing it, Neil Brown's like, yeah, take 130 for Penn state. Who cares? It was like, oh. Well, what fun would that be, right? If, if there wasn't obvious evidence to contradict our 70, right? Yep. And it's no fun waiting until TCU, but we can match these up. We'll certainly match these up once the uh, first game comes along. How many of our 70 didn't make it? That would be embarrassing if people from our 70 didn't even make a list that's expanded for the non-conference game. But hopefully that's not the problem. We will cross that bridge when we get there. That time is coming sooner than later. Until next time, though, I am Mike Casazza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you soon. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a survivor. I 
I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.